we've all had those conversations. You know, the ones in the car trip on the way home from the movies, catching up at the local cafe after an awesome weekend, or an even crazier week at work. Those conversations run laps in our heads, well after the coffee cup's empty and everyone's back home. But not everyone gets to be involved in those moments. Not everyone shares in the banter. So this podcast aims to capture some of those discussions, let you share in the chat, and hopefully provoke some extra thoughts along the way. We'll debrief some of the happenings in our lives, bounce around newfound theories, or even just discuss what awesome lessons God's been teaching us recently. So tune in, make yourself comfy, and let's chat. What kind of thoughts stem from from your experience? Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. It's uh, just it's I caught up with local legend Dan Hubbard as we were both going through the Paul's letter to the Romans along with the sermon series with CCC. Some of the questions that were coming out of the scripture from this week were just really incredible. And so we had to get together and talk it out, obviously. Enjoy. Runs through it. Dan, what's been happening? Dude, not a lot's been happening lately. Life's been pretty chill. Life's been good. Um, Works alright, uni's going pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good. It's all good. Free as a bird. Yeah. Is that freeing you up to get into the word? Dude, it has been. It's been really good. Um, you know that sometimes, like, you get to the word and you just don't feel like super connected with it? Yep. You, you feel that? I feel like I've been rolling through the motions of that for a while. And then today, one time last week, a couple of times the week before, I just felt like I really like connected. And you know, you get that longing. like. Yeah, once, yeah. You, once you get that connection, you're like, I don't, I don't want to leave, man. It becomes less mature. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, like... it's not a chore anymore. I'm not just grinding through, like, yeah, yeah. numbers or something, you know? It's like, I want to. Absolutely, absolutely. And for me, like, Romans is that book <laughs> where it's just so good to sink your teeth into. There's, there's... Yeah, yeah. Challenging. Challenging book. Convicting. Yeah, <sighs> to say the least. So convicting. You wrote a banger of Paul Postcard, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, if, if, if I was in the Roman church at the time man it was like what would you think <laughs> I don't know because like, like, these letters were written and they're like read out in front of the church yeah yeah like yeah. can you imagine like someone getting up and talking about all this stuff I, I don't just know. reading it up yeah it's just because, absurd especially if you haven't met Paul like you haven't met imagine him being a fresh convert <laughs> like hey man this is like my second week of church yeah and we talk about heavy servants like turning people like scaring people off or whatever this is this is <laughs> legit but, but it's also the heavy with the yeah with the redeeming like it's, it's yeah. the complete package yeah dude oath oath but I mean like Romans is definitely it's been really potent in my life yeah because it just so clearly hammers home the idea of the fact we all fall short of the glory of God yeah. like Romans 3 23 and um, yeah just his divine forbearance and love for us taking care of us through God's grace yeah. is like all combined into the gospel it's not one part or the other yeah, um, yeah. that's what I love about Romans it so clearly captures yeah. that whole thing yeah no it's good I have a mate that reckons he was like if you could give one chapter of the bible to like a non-Christian to read give him Romans 3 really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Romans 3 because it goes it's clear like you talk about like there's none righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks God so it's laying out that fact and then you've got verses 21 
through to 26, which are just dead set bangers. It's like, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction for all who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. So, like, you've got that immediate contrast. Yeah, I mean, he was a massive fan of the comma, old Paul. He loves his run-on sentences. Massive, massive run-on sentences. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an English teacher's nightmare, but it oh, is, yeah. it's gold. Like, like you said, it's maybe kind of read out before the church, and you just imagine kind of as he's stepping it through, you know, yeah. as he's stepping through the righteousness of God, like, yeah. all for short, and then the fact that the righteousness has been manifest through faith. Yeah. It's kind of this this growing, building mm. um, yeah. speech that yeah. like, really hooks you. Like, He's like laying foundations through right from the start, like about you know. First, he says good day, as, as you do. As you, you do. You say good day. You say thanks for the boys in Rome, <laughs> and then like you talk about how you want to go to Rome, of course. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah, let the boys you, know that you're, you're missing like, the boys. Yeah, you, you're like I'm keen to hang out with you again soon. You want the boys. Yeah, yeah you want yeah. the boys. But then he just starts to like layer this like foundation mm. of like where he's at. And then where they're at, yeah. and what he's been hearing of reports from them, and just foundation. And I mean, to take it kind of back a step, like why are we in Romans at the moment? I mean, CCC is going through, um, yeah, step by step. Like we've yeah. we've got a reading plan that'll cover Romans, but the sermon series, what I think it goes it's, through, dude, it's eight weeks on four chapters, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's clear that these first yeah. four are meaty. Yeah, and, for sure. I mean, all sixteen are meaty. Yeah, yeah. but like. Dude, just the, just the challenges he poses to to the believers there. It says like like verse sixteen. I, I just think this is a super challenging one. So like, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Like, that's just like, you ever think about like, are you ashamed of the gospel? Do you ever think about that all the time? I mean, so for your work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you work with any Christians? Um, I work with one Christian. Yeah, right. And, you know, I work with, like, 40 people. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the same, I think, when we go to uni, yeah. we're, like, in group assignments or in all yeah. those sort of things. You don't necessarily bring it up. Like, it's yeah. not on your top 25 things to mention. Yeah, that's <laughs> when right. When you're like, all right, we're going to sit down and do this. And yeah. I feel like, to a degree, um, once you kind of get comfortable with not telling people there is an element where you're just disguising this shame of the gospel as yeah. like a comfort yeah you're, fi- you're fulfilling this like other idol of like approval of Name. like n- yeah. of wanting to be accepted security there's like all these idols that I guess could be being filled and felt out by this like shame per se mm. but there's there's like underlying sin of what, because you shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. No. It's the power of salvation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what was that analogy um, Pete gave about? Um, um, which one? Oh, it was a Jaffa. For for those of you that haven't heard it, definitely listen to the recording. Um, yeah, that sermon is a banger. So, um, but it, it kind of talked about the idea that if you're out with a mate and they're talking about someone that. Oh, he doesn't yeah, the, like them. The drink being spiked. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't like them. And so, you know, you haven't seen this person for a while. Mm. And you're not quite sure if you're on speaking terms with them again. Yeah. They walk in and they're like, oh, just grab two drinks and you know, offer a bit of a bit of a peace offering, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you're the offsider here. You're the third person. And you see him, whoever put 
mm. like a some sort of thing in one of the drinks and then yeah. clearly give that drink to your friends. Like, are you going to be most loving to do whatever it takes to stop them from yeah. drinking? Yeah. Or are you going to be compelled to just stay quiet because you don't want to offend them? It's like, yeah. where, where do you feel morally led? Um, and I feel like most people, when asked that question, like, about a spiked drink or like something like that, they would say the morally right thing to do is to like slap the drink out of the hand, yep, exactly. like right until the last minute. Which is the same with like sin. It's the same with that, <clears throat> and the cure, the way to slap it out, is the gospel. And are we ashamed of that? That's it's, it. It's just super convicting stuff. And I mean, the irony is, it's like the gospel isn't a slap. It's like a caring, loving yeah. package. So the, the idea that we go, oh man, I don't want to like yeah. offend them with the good news, is kind of such a counterintuitive. Yeah, it's, it's hard, it's tough to wrap your head around. But, yeah, I think that um, chapter 116, for I'm Not Ashamed of the Gospel, links so well then into um, what you were saying about whether or not we really are driven by that approval of others. Yeah. Or whether we do feel almost overpowered by the good news. Like, is it oh. so sustaining to us that we actually don't need to be grounded in anything else? Yeah. And I think that's just, like, such a big question. I know, personally, approval's been, like, a massive struggle. And, like, to quote one of Paul's other postcards to the boys, <laughs> to the boys, um, the Galatians, oh. in this case, um, verse 110 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And, I mean, that... How real is that? To current, oh. right now, our society is all about mm. either... Well, you, you never want to hurt someone's feelings. No. You, no. Well, you're not allowed to. Yeah, first, yeah, right. first and yeah. foremost, don't, don't tell anyone anything that they won't like. Yeah. Um, and then also, just if you can't do it that way, then you're yeah. meant to contain it. And, and yeah. The idea of shame being sharing the gospel. Mm. So... You know, Paul says from not ashamed of the gospel straight after saying how he wants to share it with the Romans. Yeah. And that really doesn't align with keeping no. it quiet just because you don't want to offend. Yeah, and I think to to look at like a modern day example of that is like Izzy Falau over the last couple of weeks. Dude, that's full on. So dude, so all he did was just post a picture of like him doing some training and putting up like the trials because he's like trials of the world, you know, what yeah, he's Tori's, Tori's, Tori's Hammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tori's Hammy. And um you know, since then it's just blown out of proportion because someone was like, if you're a Christian, like, what's going to happen when you die if you're gay? He's like, hell, unless you repent and turn to God. Which is a pretty bold thing to say to anyone yeah, because I mean, it's, it's in the face of the way our society is moving. But um, It's not quite your, what you're expecting as a response on Instagram. No, it's, it's not. I'm, I'm sure it's not what the guy that like, asked the question was expecting. But um, if you get the chance, there's a, there's a Ripper article he's written on Player's Voice yeah, about yeah. his faith and it expands on his viewpoint and it comes back to that slapping of the drink out of the face but like that tender slap like you said with the gospel mm. it's, it's a great read did I actually follow it up on that because um, it had been mentioned and I read it this morning and was like man the great thing that stands out for me there is there's no distinguishing difference between sins like no. it's fundamentally yeah you know, back to the kind of drink spiking mm. example you don't know what is in that drink yeah yeah. Um, you don't know, but there's, but there's no way you can draw the conclusion that it's less bad or more bad. Yeah. There's no, there's no distinction. No, not at all. It's, and it's all life-threatening. Really. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's fatal. Yeah. Fatal to yeah. our salvation. Which is very. <laughs> that is also heavy. 
Yeah. But in that, there's the good news, man. There's the good news. There's the good news. It's just so... I mean, to skip ahead a bit into yeah. Romans 3. Basically from 21 yeah. through to 20, 27 has just been gripping me. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Because it's like, it just talks about the, the righteousness of God has been manifested separate from the law. So the law is obviously, you know, yeah. the same as us getting a speeding fine. Like, you break it, you, you, you pay, pay the price. Fee. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the righteousness of God has been produced and manifested in mm. Jesus separate to that. Yeah. Because he is perfect, because he, he hasn't been convicted by anything. Mm. Um, and the, the law and the prophets bear witness to it. Like, the fact that it's confirmed by the law is yeah. a cool thing. Um, yeah, right from day one, like, right from Genesis, like, we're talking, like, it's like, there'll be an offspring of woman that will, like, strike down the snake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's right from day one, like, everything is bore witness to what has happened. And, and this is what blows my mind, is just a little further down, Paul talks about, so, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that's starting in um, 3.23, and, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. And this, like it just, and he offers some insight into the mm. motivation behind that, being mm. this was to show God's righteousness because mm. in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. It's like, wow. Mm. I mean, what you said before about Adam and Eve, it's like, it was there. The, yeah. Or, as you go back to Genesis, you talk about the, all the prophets leading into this. Mm. All of it is being sustained by the fact that God knew and had it planned. And the yeah. fact that he doesn't punish previous sins because he knows Jesus is coming yeah. is like, Baffling. Could you imagine being an Israelite and just thinking? So in Sunday school, we're yeah. going through Exodus. Yeah. The Egyptians holding Israelites in slavery. Yeah. Surely, there was an element where the Israelites were like, "Why isn't God bringing His wrath on the Egyptians? Yeah. Or on us? Yeah. Like because they they both failed. Yeah. And it's like it'd be scary to think about. And they probably like there was no scripture really for them to read at that point. Probably. Yeah. Well, they definitely wouldn't have interpreted it. The one, oh, yeah. Jesus is going to come. Yeah, it's like, it's like looking forward to that hope. And I feel like that's what, what Moses gives is a bit of that hope mm. to the people through that, through the Israelites. He's like looking forward. Like, you know, he knows like at the end of Deuteronomy, like he knows that the people are going to fail in the law. He knows that, which is a crazy thing to think. <laughs> but like he's saying like turn and repent to God, like he is your salvation. And that's just like right throughout the Bible. Well, that's right. It never says avoid sin. Like, no. And... That's probably something I didn't grasp for so long, is thinking that oh, well, to be a Christian, to walk in, yeah. um, to, to walk as a follower of Christ and follow the mm. law, I've got to avoid these things. It's like, well, there's a level of acceptance of the fact that you're going to fail fundamentally. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. not good enough. And so if you if you aren't preparing yourself to repent daily, then you're cooked. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think this is where the tricky line is, where I think Christians <laughs> can get caught up into works. And things like that. And in First John, it talks about like obedience is like how we show our love to God, like obedience to His law, which is a tough thing to grasp because it's like where does repentance fit into that? Yeah. But repentance, I guess, like it comes with that acceptance of failing, like you said, like you know you're going to fail, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try and be obedient to God's law anyway. Because I mean, that's what that's what He is deemed as good and great, and that's how we show our love and appreciation to Him. 
performance grace diagram. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> just just to be extra holy, yeah. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I would definitely recommend. I, I probably read through Romans the first time way too fast. Um, Dude. You have no idea. I'm, I'm a speed too. reader from way back. You know the old MS readathon? You know, oh, you, man. You, you got sponsored you for how many? Wolves? Mate, I would carve up, like, some serious... You probably wouldn't even be able to say, know what the stories were, though. No, yeah. no, no clue. I yeah, mean, yeah. But no, you churn them no, out. Probably won the readathon. It was all about going through the whole series, Deltora Quests, get through them. Anyway, enough about, enough about those. <laughs> but you sped read Romans, and, and I, can, I can attest to the fact I... I remember the first time I read Romans I was like I'm going to sit down and do it and I did the first four chapters in the space of about an hour right. and then I did the next uh, 12 chapters of 16 in the space of about an hour and a half and I was like yep I've read Romans I can tick that box now yeah. <laughs> I understand Paul <laughs> I am Paul <laughs> and then you come back and you're just like man I need like an hour in this verse bro <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's a really cool thing about this um, reading plan and mm. our D groups going through a process at the moment of just breaking it down. So each yeah. each of those passages sending yeah. a reflection to the group, mm. and so sometimes you're sitting on the same passage yeah. for a couple of days, yeah. but you know, reading it in depth, meditating on it, and yeah. then just trying to actually digest what Paul yeah. said because it, there's so much good in each mm. sentence, yeah. dripping with truth that yeah. if you decide to if you're in a hurry to get to the next one, you'll leave it behind. Yeah. And I think, like, if you talk to anyone that, like, really digs into Romans, like, most people would say, like, the, their best realisation about, like, the verse or the section they're studying doesn't come in, like, their first five or ten minutes of studying that section. Yeah. It comes, like, half an hour, like, 45 minutes, like, 50 minutes in. You know, it's like you're just meditating. That's when your big ones happen. Like, when you just click and you're like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, it is very cool, I think. Mm. It's just getting an appreciation for uh, time in the words. Like we were talking about before, where mm. you're feeling really drawn to yeah. actually read. It feels like less of a chore, you know. I feel like you almost become content, like, with the word when that happens. You know, yeah. like, when you're drawn to the word, like, do you just get that feeling of, like, peacefulness and, like, contentment almost? And it's like, I'm very content where I am reading right now. Mm. Anyone comes and bothers me, like, I'm going to bloody <laughs> stand up and tell you what. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's one way of handling it. Yeah, I mean, but then you've got to go repent. So. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, and, and thus begins the cycle. <laughs> and then you get back in the Word to do the same thing. That's right. Just, just carefully articulate that spiritual, yeah, like, construct yeah. it, that state again. Ball, and you're like, I'm yeah. good, I'm good for the day now. You're just, you're just trying to live out the example that Paul talks about. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So broken. So oh broken. man, it's so broken, but so good. And I think that's why we can be encouraged by it. Like at the end of the day, Paul's written like this great letter, but he's just as broken as us. Like, yeah, and he doesn't claim to not be broken. I mean, that's... oh man, like if you get a chance to go to seven, it's banging. Yeah, let's 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 have a have a crack like, at it. I mean, he's talking in seven about being free of the law. So yeah. It's just really dwelling on God's yeah. grace there. But <laughs> I mean, also tries to run through some of the possible arguments people would have kind of yeah. going oh so are you going to throw the, the rule book out like oh yeah I mean like you just got to like start in like verse 15 of like chapter 7 it's like Fred I do not understand my own actions for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate 
And if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Like, he's just like, I just feel like I imagine Paul, like, writing this through tears. Like, almost. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just so clear how broken he is. Like, you know, and then if you go down, like, it's like, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. And it's like... Like, Paul doesn't Paul. have the ability to carry out. Like that's this is this is a guy that like has seen like the resurrected Christ. Yeah. Who who has pretty much exercised zeal at every possible opportunity, both both as a as a Jewish kind of yeah. Pharisee almost. Uh, and as a Christian. And as a Christian. He's a frontier missionary. Like right. he's done all the initial churches and he just is so broken by his state that like it's weird to find this passage encouraging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also a great example of the human condition. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was actually the topic I was listening to um, a chat today with some psychologists, and they were talking about you know how all all humans have this innate, drawn um, belief in a higher power. Like yeah, every culture and society, seemingly that anyone can study. Yeah, um, from any passage of history has developed their own belief system because yeah. they couldn't explain the things going on around them. Yeah. And I mean, then they interviewed um, Professor Green, who's one of the guys that leads... He's been on Q&A a few times. Now. He's the other physicist, like... Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, I know you're talking about. Really eloquent speaker, and he was like, you know, fundamentally, there's very little difference between his beliefs system, yeah. which is firmly embedded in science, and he's a avid atheist mm, yeah. to the belief systems of you know, Christianity and it's kind of like well that's a really interesting comment and then the psychologist kind of I forget his name but he, he built off that going look I actually think there's an element where this belief has come out of a desire to create a society that works mm. and it's almost like yep this belief in a higher power is actually causing society to progress and yeah. to, to create a structure that allows everyone to flourish. Yeah. And you kind of hear that and you go, mm. if you reflect on it a little bit, so what you're saying is that, that potentially belief in God is fruitful for society? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound and too far from what <laughs> we've I been mean, told to. I mean, like, you can even look at it at a, like, historical standpoint, like, like printing press... You know, it was made, first book translated was the Bible. Yeah. That was the first book printed. You know, that's, your, that's when you get the flow, you get the Reformation, you get the Renaissance happening, you get all these things. Mm. Like, there's a big flow and effect in history. And sorry if I've cooked my history there, because it's been a while. Yeah, but, no, no. But I think it's, it's interesting how things are woven into both our nature yeah. and into what you can read in Scripture. Like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. The parallels. The, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 amazing, but it also makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of should. Do. Yeah, like when you when you talk about it in this level, it's like, oh yeah, well, of course, you know, God's written a book to us, you know. But then you like you just get rocked, but like to the core by something, and you're like, oh man, like this is so good. Because we take it for granted, don't we? Like, we oh, just like on face value. Yeah, you just think about like how lucky we are that we're in a country where we just have ready access to the word. Yeah. Even like, it's so hard. People like just don't even know what a Bible is, don't even know who Christ is, some people around the world. And it's just so lucky to think that we can just sit here and meditate on Romans and think about like how we can how we can glorify God. I mean, 
what was that like? I guess you went to the Philippines, Sissy Pete, mm. where it's predominantly Catholic. Yeah. I mean, did yeah. you guys encounter plenty of people that hadn't heard of Jesus before, even though it was Catholic? Or like, so, I think most people knew who Jesus was. Like, they, they'd heard the stories. Yeah. But I just feel like sometimes there's not a lot of understanding. And I think it's the same thing probably in Australia. Absolutely. I think it's very similar in the sense that people people know who he is. And people can tell you, like, oh, he died for sins and things like that, but people don't know what that means. Um, and I think the sad bit is in, like, a very culturally Catholic country, people, and, and I know I'm stereotyping here, but I feel like people just get caught up in a works mentality mm. and they don't see like, the grace like that it's not work like works don't even matter like works from faith are what matters like are good but it's like the grace of God and that's that's what matters yeah that acceptance of the gift is yeah. the critical it's a, it's a free gift that's right you know which, nothing you can do can ever earn it nothing you don't deserve it at all which I mean it's just another passage in Romans <laughs> oh well yeah it's a good like, welcome to 623 yeah. but I mean I I love um, the holistic nature of the gospel. Like, it, I love the fact that it answers questions A to Z. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't sit on your works necessarily. It doesn't dwell on the fact that you've got to behave mm. this way. It, it dwells on the fact that you try to behave this way because <clears throat> we've all got like a, an ethical kind of yeah. belief system. Yeah. And then when we fail that, He's also got us covered. It's just safety net, safety net, safety net. Yeah. And, and this protective love yeah. that encompasses everything. Oh, it's just... It's, it's phenomenal. Crazy. It's crazy. It's just, it's just hard to comprehend. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's hard to comprehend. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try. <laughs> that's right, eh? Just, just no. keep having cracks at the postcards that Paul's left us. Absolutely. Luke and John and Mark. Take a seat. Listen up. But I think that's... That's a great place to leave it. Yeah. Just make sure, get to the word and try and yeah. ask God to let it really speak to you. Yeah. Oh. Love it. Thanks, D-Hubs. Thanks for having me. <laughs>